0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the March manifestation for BYU basketball. How
1: will this season's improvement manifest itself when the madness begins? Associate Head Coach Heath Schroyer joins us live to discuss that and where he thinks the Cougars have improved the most.
0: Plus, Juddy Buddy, NBA alumnus Jeff Judkins, and
1: the voice of the Dallas Mavericks,
0: Chuck Cooperstein. Will the Mavs sign Kyle Collinser for the rest of the season? Let's go!
1: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store.
2: Cast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard.
0: BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, January 31st. Tomorrow is February, and that means the next day is Groundhog Day, Jason. You can say that again. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. As you just heard, Jason Shepherd in the house. I am Spencer Linton, and for the record, Jason is a man who would never ever forget to coordinate finances for his kids' teeth with the Tooth Fairy.
1: Mm, uh yeah. Uh Dwayne Johnson may have missed an opportunity to come to our house at least once <laughs> with one of my children. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? About, oh, I, have not, yeah. I have not seen it. I have seen it. I'm aware of it. And it's but as I have bad not, as you think it is. <laughs> the worst part of that movie, and I know that is saying a lot, uh, is just how skinny he looks in that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like he is super
0: small. The Rock should never be skinny. No. Ever. It's like the pebble. Even if it's, you know, fake, right? Yes. It's just wrong. It is. It's just wrong. Also, don't forget to coordinate parents with the Tooth Fairy, because I would never do that. Ever. Mm. (laughs) Something
1: happened at the uh, Linton household? I I received a rash
0: of angry text messages this morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't the Tooth Fairy show
0: up? (laughs) I shouldn't say angry, just uh, pointed. (laughs) Deliberate. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, With that on the table, we've cleared the garbage out. Bring on the headlines.
3: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: BYU basketball taking on LMU tomorrow night in Los Angeles. Head coach Dave Rose made an appearance on BYU basketball with Dave Rose. As he'd like to do. It's good when he shows up. And feels like the Cougars, quite frankly, just have to do a better job of taking care of the ball. We're going to have to play really well offensively, share the ball, be really patient, not turn the ball over. We turned the ball over 16 times against Pacific, and that that needs to stop right there. I mean, because that uh, you can kind of overcome those things sometimes at home, but on the road, it's really tough. Limit turnovers on the road, you're in business. The Cougars and Lions tip off at 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 Mountain. BYU Radio and AT&T SportsNet if you want to watch it on TV. Radio pregame starts at 10 p.m. Eastern with the man sitting to my left, Jason Shepard.
1: Super Bowl week festivities continue as Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots prepare to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. KVN spoke to the press about his appreciation for the Patriots and his fresh start in New England, telling the media the move to the Pats has renewed his love for football. Uh yeah. Kyle Van Noy does it again. <laughs> I would think going from the Lions to the Pats would renew your love for football. I think that's, uh, I, I can certainly understand how that would happen.
0: He won a Super Bowl. He got traded to the team that wins Super Bowls. He's
1: on the verge of winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Are you kidding me? Good for Kyle. We may or may not have
0: uh, some invested interest from producers in the building in the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Keep chirping in our ear. Yeah, they keep
1: telling us things in our ear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) BYU Golf shot an impressive 13 under par on the final day of their most recent tournament, finishing fifth at the Arizona Intercollegiate with an overall score of 31 over. The Cougars, led by Kelton Hirsch, who shot a 7 over
1: individually. BYU softball ranked 19th in the preseason NFCA coaches poll. The Cougars ended last year ranked 21st with a 46-13 and 13 record. No other West Coast Conference team is ranked. That's a really good start for BYU softball.
0: Typically they have to work their way in to be considered for the top 25. They got some stuff coming
1: back. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and they dominate the West Coast Conference. Yeah, shout out to
0: Coach Eakin and BYU softball.
1: Rise and
0: shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: March Manifestation. It's time to push our BYU basketball improvement discussion forward. We've spent more than enough time, live airtime albeit, discussing why, where, and how BYU basketball has improved from last season to this point. Number one, Jason, the Cougars are two games better in their overall record. That's better. More wins, fewer losses. Right now, they're the most efficient defensive team in the West Coast Conference. That's an improvement. That's never happened for a Dave Rose-coached basketball team. Number three, the product looks better, right? It passes the eye test. Oh, did Digger Phelps join in on that? Did yes, he did. He he pass did. the eye test for for Digger. He and his highlighters. Yes. And fourth, they've been way more competitive with the WCC frontrunner, St. Mary's. Got blown out by the Gales. Not close last year. It has been different. Yes, BYU basketball is better. No doubt in my mind. But how will this perceived improvement make a difference in the month where most people place the majority
1: of their fandom stock? When the madness begins. Jason. Twitter question today. If BYU basketball has improved this season, how will it manifest itself in March? At Twiggy or Stone, do not think it will this year. Wow, Hmm. right out of the gate. Negativity, Twiggy or Stone. Come on. They are getting better, but they still have not faced the pressure cooker of March. I think this year will be good experience. Hashtag please prove me wrong. Okay, please prove you wrong
0: how that BYU won't show any form of improvement in March? Because... Kind of sounds like Twiggy or is saying they won't make the NCAA tournament and so there won't be any improvement. BYU doesn't have to make the NCAA tournament
1: for there to be improvement in March. Well, but, but here's the thing. So, some people will look at it that way. For some people, that will be the only way that they will look at this team and say, okay, they've improved because they made it to this point in the postseason. They, but but that, that's why we're asking, because everybody's going to have their own different definition of how it will manifest itself. If they believe they're better, they're going to all have their different definition of what that means for them. Hey, listen, in Super Mario World, you don't
0: automatically jump from level three to face Bowser, okay? Well, that's what. you get what a warp. BYU lost in the first round of the NIT at home last year. All of a sudden, they're going to make the NCAA tournament? No, there's no warp code. There's no warp code in college basketball. You can't just automatically show up and play Bowser and be in the NCAA tournament. There is progression
1: and levels of progression, right? This discussion right here may be the one time that my teenage son tunes into this show. <laughs> the fact that we have mentioned Mario and warps and things. You can't just warp to the NCAA tournament. Like There, there has to be stages of improvement. Yes, yes. Look, okay. There is no question in my mind, none, that BYU is a better team. They are a better team. You cannot watch this year's team compared to last year and not say that they are better. You cannot do it. They are a better team. As for how it manifests itself, here's how I look at it. It should manifest itself in being better equipped to handle March. February, too, for that matter. But Better equipped to handle what they will face. Better equipped to handle, if they make it to the NIT, better equipped to handle in the NIT. If they get hot in Vegas, and Vegas goes very Ah. well, better equipped to handle the NCAA tournament. Better equipped to handle the WCC tournament. Yes, the WCC tournament is part of March. Yes. So that's how I feel it manifests itself. How it plays out, I don't know. But I think it manifests itself by being better equipped to handle what they face. In fact, we had uh, Steve Cleveland on the program, and he said he thinks this is the most prepared BYU team he's had heading into the tournament. Hmm.
2: This team, this BYU team, is as prepared to win that tournament as they have been in the six or seven years they've been in the WC. This is the most prepared they've been, and it may not be the most talented team they've had, but they're the most prepared to win the tournament of all the teams that Coach Rose has had, Look, and he didn't say they're going to win it. But
1: he says they're the most prepared. And that's the way I look at it. I think they are better equipped to handle what they will face. That's how I feel it will manifest itself.
0: BYU hasn't been blown out, right? No. Think about the games they've lost. Close games with St. Mary's. Ended in a 13-point loss in Moraga, but it was closer than that. Yeah, with four minutes to go, it was... It was close. BYU had a second half lead halfway through the final twenty minutes. Okay, UT Arlington close game loss, Pacific one point loss. The Cougars haven't been blown out. Alabama, Alabama, they weren't blown out. Ranked team, Colin Sexton, one of the best players in college basketball, going to be in the NBA next year. Not a blowout. BYU has been right there. They're eighteen and five. So, yes, they are better equipped to handle elite-level college basketball teams and stay close. And when things are close in March, things get weird, right? That's what the month is about. Madness. It gets weird. To establish improvement in March, we need to examine last season for BYU basketball, a trip to the NIT as a number three seed, and ultimately a first-round home loss to UT Arlington. I don't know a person out there that feels like this version of BYU basketball would lose a first-round NIT game at home. No, I, no, is I there? don't. Is Okay. This is a better team that I feel strongly would win home games in that tournament. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, the blue goggle version is BYU will make the NCAA tournament for the first time in three seasons. Historically, that would mean BYU needs to win at least one of the two games against Gonzaga and then likely get to the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship game in March, which probably means having to beat either Gonzaga or St. Mary's in the semifinal. It's
1: no problem. problem. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. TeamRankings.com gives BYU basketball a 21.2% chance to advance to the WCC Tournament Championship game.
0: That means they are giving BYU a 21.2% chance, essentially, of beating either St. Mary's or Gonzaga in the semifinal after getting through the first-round game, which if it were played today, I think would be against San Francisco. Okay? The chances are not great. In fact, Team Rankings gives BYU a 7% chance to win the tournament and take the auto bid. If you play the tournament 100 times, 7, BYU would win 7. Well, just, just play one of those scenarios where BYU wins. That's fine. Is it possible to make the NCAA tournament? Sure. Likely? No. But
1: play the games. Yes. It's, it's not likely. But that's why, you, like you said, that's why you play the games to see how you fare against them. And I think BYU is in a better spot to compete with those teams. How will this manifest
0: itself in March, the BYU improvement? The likely reality is somewhere in between where the Cougars finished last season and the NCAA tournament exception I just laid out. That means NIT team probably wins a few games and who knows, maybe ends up in the Elite Eight or even Madison Square Garden in the NIT Final Four. I think that's likely. Not saying BYU
1: can't do the exception and get to the tournament? Just putting it out there. Coming up, he's my buddy, Jeff Judd. Can stop by a little bit later on in the show.
0: And Heath Schroyer joins us at Studio B. How does he judge the success of this team, and how does he judge it in March?
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and Sirius XM Channel 143 BYU Radio. Jason Shepard and Spencer Linton here. And the time for you to get involved on Twitter is now. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag
1: BYUSN whenever you'd like to engage with the show. While the BYU men's basketball team will be at LMU, women's basketball will be hosting LMU tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern time at the Marriott Center. You can watch that game on BYU TV.
0: Our Twitter question today, if BYU basketball has improved this season and we both think that they have and if you disagree you're wrong
1: (laughs) (laughs) so take that with your opinion I
0: just come on how will it manifest itself in March at Greg Rosenhan says BYU will make it back to the garden in the NIT unless they somehow win the Gonzaga Invitational in Las Vegas (laughs) well it kind of feels like that but Who knows? Play the games. Joining us now is BYU Basketball Associate Head Coach Heath Schroyer. Heath, it's great to have you back in Studio B.
2: Thanks, guys. Great to be here.
0: Uh, I've been uh, noticing a few posts from your wife, Kim, on social media about your son's (laughs) basketball career
2: blossoming. Uh, Has the recruiting pitch begun for BYU? Oh, no. Not not really. But she's... uh... She, You know, I'm, we're very, very fortunate. You know, this is the first team that Hayden has, has been on, and, um, and she's helping kind of coach the team. So it, it's been great. I'm just excited that he gets a uniform and, you know, he cheers, you know, really hard for his, uh, for his teammates. And when he gets in, he works hard, and that's all I can ask. It's, it's been awesome for him.
1: All right, so for those that don't know, your wife is a former basketball coach as well. So, mm-hmm. so is there basketball philosophy being thrown around in the <laughs> Schroer household all the
2: time? All the time. <laughs> um, no, she she coached at UNLV. Um, she was a junior college coach before that, out at Seward. And and without question, she is the best player in our household. But uh, we argue a little bit about defensive philosophies at times. <laughs> and, uh, when we should call time. When I was at Martin, you know, I came home one night and she's like, you know, at the 13 minute mark, you should have called a timeout. <laughs> okay, here we go. But no, but she's it, it's it's that's been really fun. Um, she she she's a really good coach and um, really good teacher of the fundamentals and the kids love her and uh, I'm very very fortunate.
0: Okay, so if we're discussing defensive concepts at the dinner table, what does that look like in the Schroyer home?
2: Um, well, there's there's usually a pad of paper sitting on the okay. on the table. Okay, and um, you know, like I watch practice film every night, so it's a lot of times she'll sit and she won't watch all of it. It, it bores her, but uh, she's like, "Well, they're not in a stance, and you know, you should help at that angle and things like that." And I'm like. Stop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we just agree to disagree, but it's uh, it's been very fun. Great stuff. Uh, it was uh, probably about a week or so ago. Coach Rose was
1: asked a question about his relationship with you and how it's evolved over time. I'll ask you the same question. How has your relationship with Coach Rose evolved?
2: Well, we've always been really close ever since you know we worked together here under Coach Cleveland. Um, I just think we've both gotten probably a little bit well. We've both gotten older. Um, And I think that um, there's just a – as the years have been – have passed and we're back together again, I think there's even more of a trust factor with each other. I think that, um, you know, we read each other really well during the games and, um, you know, I I think we work really well together. I mean, he's, um, you know, he's a a dear friend of mine and someone I I, uh, have the ultimate respect for.
0: He's put a lot of trust in you and right now BYU has the most efficient – defense in the west coast conference that uh has never happened under dave rose so when you hear something like that what do you think about this team and their improvement defensively
2: we've gotten better you know i think we've gotten better on both sides of the ball but uh you know defensively um you know we're valuing the possession and you know this league is uh it's a lot it's good you know there's some good real i mean there's some really good teams obviously two top 15 teams in the country whatever it is and There's good coaches. There's two ex NBA coaches in this league, so um, you got to be ready every night. Um, I think our guys have really improved. I think there's a lot of growth still left to come, um, especially on that end of the floor. You know, we talked last night that you know we, if we're going to do what we want to do in March, um, you know, we have to continue to have a chip on our shoulder defensively. Um, You know, you're not gonna um, you're not gonna trick people. You know, when you get into February March, you're going to have to grind people out, and you're going to have to you know, rebound and fight through screens and contest every shot and and just be tough and be physical. And and I think our guys, for the most part this year, bought into that. Um, You know, this is a a big month for for every team in the country, let alone us.
1: We've talked a lot about the extremely high level of play of Elijah Bryant Mm -hmm. And Yoli Childs, and you've obviously been around a lot of really good players. One that you coached last year is now in the NBA and Dennis Smith Jr. Sure. I'm, I'm always curious. what is the common characteristic or attribute that you see from from these players that excel at such a high level?
2: Well, I, I think both of those guys have improved. And, and I also will tell you this, you know, a guy like T.J Halls, he's a better basketball player today than he was a year ago. Look at him defensively. It's, it's not even close. I mean, his assist to turnover ratio is plus-minus ratio. It's off the charts. Zach Sellius is a better basketball player today than he was a year ago. Um, but I think that all those guys, and you brought up Yoli and Eli, um, guys, when they start to get better, the game slows down for them. Um, and I think that Eli right now in particular, the game is in slow motion for him. You know, he sees the game – um, he's not sped up, he sees a play ahead, a pass ahead, he sees defensive coverages and how they're rotating um, and it's It's really neat to watch it's fun to watch and those and you know yoli um i thought especially certain times during certain games, I think the game slows down for him you know when he gets in trouble or when when teams get in trouble it's almost like they're sped up and they're 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 not seeing the game and they're not seeing the coverages and I think that um as a group. We've gotten a lot better at that.
1: It is interesting because I asked this question to Coach Rose yesterday during the media availability, and the first thing out of his mouth was was pace. He's mm-hmm. like, that guys that are playing at that kind of level, they don't get sped up. Exactly. The opposition doesn't matter what they do. Right. They're so comfortable in their own game that they play at their own pace, and that's why they're successful.
2: Absolutely. You, you watch the best players in the world play, and I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm a huge basketball junkie, so I watch it 12 months a year. (laughs) But you you watch the best players play, and you go watch some of the, I think, the best coaches and how they teach the game. Um, It's not about how fast. You know, it's about how efficient. Mm -hmm. And from all the way breaking down to your footwork to taking your time on the pick-and-roll, reading the coverages, reading the rotations, all those things, and you can't do that playing at breakneck speed. You have to play at a good pace. And uh, and I think our guys have really gotten better um, throughout the year, and I think it's because we're playing at a better pace.
0: We've been talking about the March manifestation. BYU basketball has gotten better. Where do you realistically see BYU basketball's improvement manifesting itself when those games start to get ramped up in early March in Vegas and then who knows what happens after?
2: Well, I think that, you know, when you look back, I mean, you always look back at the, the body of work. And, and yesterday in our staff meeting we talked about, or Monday, you know, how, how do we continue to improve and what can we kind of tweak going into this last, you know, stretch run uh, going into March. But I think that if you're going to be good in March and you're going to be good in late in the year, it, it comes down to can you execute in the half court yeah. and you can, can you defend in the half court at a high level. Uh, you know, games slow down. Um, possessions you know are matter even more there's less possessions you know the later the year gets and I just believe it comes down to the efficiency that you have on both sides of the ball and I think if we're continue to be efficient and we continue to get better at those things and you know we got to do a better job rebounding the ball Um, I think our, our post defense has to improve our defensive rebounding has to improve um you know, getting to the free throw line and uh, and limiting people getting to the free throw line, I think, is a really big stat going into late in the year. And I think if we do all those things, and I, I think that um, you know we have a chance to play deep in March. I think we have a chance to go to the NSA tournament um, and, and and play multiple games in March. I, I really believe that. I, you know, you look where we were from day one to where we are now. Um, we've come a long way. Now we have a we have ways to go. Um, but i think our team is committed to doing that and and it's a long year you know you're going to stump your toe here and there and but it all comes down to you know continuing to get better and playing your best basketball coming down the stretch run of your league and going into the tournament
1: you know and it really is interesting you know certainly wins is what most people will look at to determine the success of a team but it goes far beyond that and that's what we were talking about in our last segment as a coach, how do you determine
2: success? What, what what goes into determining that success? Well, when you look back, in my opinion, you look back at the, the body of work uh, throughout the year, and you look at each individual player. Has each individual player gotten better? Mm. Um, I think as a coach, that's something you have to measure. And I think our players have gotten better. Um, I think that you know, you have to look at both sides of the ball and say, have we gotten better at both sides? Are we be Are we more efficient on both sides of the ball? Are we playing uh, a, a basketball the way we need to play to to play late in March? And and I think that you know the answer to those questions this year is absolutely. I think we're a better basketball program. And you know, you think about where we were you know day one, and we don't have a senior. You know, we're right now at the end of January. I think we're one of 25 teams with 18 or more wins and no seniors and no seniors. (laughs) And, you know, and we've played realistically with, you know, eight or nine scholarship guys most of the year. You know, so we've had a lot of adversity as a team to go through. Um, But the one thing about this group that I've really respected um, and Coach Rose and our staff, I mean, I'm so lucky to be on a great staff. I don't want to, I know I'm breaking off on a tangent, but. You know, going to work every day with with Tim and Quincy and Lee and you know and Garrett and Andrew, like those guys are really good basketball coaches. They're great basketball minds, and um, I, I'm excited. You know, I've always, you know, I wake up every day loving what I do, um, and I really enjoy working with the guys that I work with. And I think we've gotten better, um, and I think we can continue to grow. There's
0: so much media noise, us included here in Studio B, bracketologists, projections, RPI. KPI, Ken Pomeroy. I mean, it, it goes on and on. It's crazy sure. how inundated we are with all this information and metrics and stats. How do you view all of that? Because it's almost impossible to ignore all of it sure. with social
2: media. Sure. Well, yeah, it's hard to – you can't ignore all that. I mean, but you just try to attack each day, and I know that's coach speak, but you try to get a little bit better every day. And, you know, you can't get too high on a on a win. You can't get too low on a loss. And, you know, I think we're sitting in a good position. You know, I think, you know, when you when you look at where we are, um, you know, we're probably not there yet, but, you know, we got a lot of games left to play. And, um, you know, I, I think that this is a multi-big league. I think they're going to take two, or th- you know, two for sure, if not three teams out of our league, depending on how it all shakes out. Um, you know, we play, we, we got a tough stretch coming up, five of our next seven on the road. Um you know, it's always hard to win road games, let alone road games in February. But um, you know, I, I look at it where are we getting better every day? Are we becoming more? I, I keep saying this, but are we com- becoming more efficient on both sides of the ball? Um, is our locker room getting stronger? I think you know, coaches does a great job of. Of always talking about, you know, a team concept and and working on our locker room chemistry, and when those things are uh, are moving in the right direction and our guys are fresh mentally and physically, um, you got a chance to win a lot of games. Because of what you were talking about in terms of the team dynamic, does that
1: help to limit any concern of overlooking a team like LMU
2: with a huge game against Gonzaga on Saturday? For sure. I mean, we, you know, coaches talked about it since Monday. I mean, we, the last two times we've been down there, you know, we've, we've been down 18, (laughs) you know, so, you know, they, they beat us in the second half here. You know, this is a good, I mean, this is a team that, you know, I mean, it it causes us problems. Um, They got really quick athletic guards. Uh, They're post guys. You know, Scott is a guy and go inside and out. You know, what they do, their pressure, Um, they, they switch defenses and change defenses to kind of get you off rhythm. Um, so, this is a hard matchup for us. I mean, we haven't, I mean, as a team and as a staff, we haven't mentioned a game on Saturday yet. We're all, fo- I mean, we get, LMU has all of our attention, um, and they need to have it because uh, this is a tough matchup for us. We have the ultimate respect for Coach Dunlap and what he does, and we just take him one at a time. Hashtag beat LMU, right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> coach, really enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for the time. We know how busy you are and how crazy things are at this time of year. So, appreciate you coming in. Hey, TV. anytime, guys. Appreciate it. All right. He's Schroer, associate head coach of BYU Basketball. Our Twitter question today, if BYU Basketball has improved the season, how will it manifest itself in March? Hashtag BYUSN to send in your replies.
1: Coming up Jason. Coming up. What are Kyle Collinsworth chances of remaining with the Dallas Mavericks for the rest of the year? We will talk with the voice of the Mavs Chuck Cooperstein as he makes his BYU Sports Nation debut. And your buddy, my buddy, Jeff Judkins.
0: Why is he wearing pink on the bench for the Cougars this weekend? It's for a good cause. Also, he used to play in the NBA. Did you know that? Welcome back on a Wednesday. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. You
1: would like it. I'm looking forward to this. Do you know what a week from today is? I do, Jason. Besides next Wednesday. uh, It's National Signing Day. BYU Sports Nation will have a two-hour special beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern time with interviews from BYU coaches and players plus signing announcements. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. If one hour is good, two are better. Mm-hmm. National Signing Day.
0: Joining us now is our second guest of the day, one of our favorite people ever, Jeff Judkins, NBA alumnus, women's basketball head coach at BYU, coach. Always a pleasure, my friend. Well, it's
3: always a pleasure to be on this show and. Be able to rub shoulders of the two of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we went to break, we mentioned
0: that it's uh, the Think Pink Week for BYU basketball, breast cancer awareness. Uh, it's for a great cause. But do they have to specially make pink sneakers for you, or how, how does that even work? Well, for some
3: reason, they don't get sneakers for me. I think they know I probably would only wear them this week if I were going to do it. Um, but I'll have something pink because uh, of of the cause. And as everybody knows, I've had I've got a player that I coached that had has cancer and is fighting it right now. And my mother had cancer, and uh, my grandfather did too. So um, a lot of close people to me have had it, and it's a it's a bad disease. And hopefully, we'll get we'll be able to find a cure and, and get rid of this.
1: We've been talking a lot about how success is measured. And it's certainly, you know, fans are going to look at it differently. Coaches, players will all look at how you measure success. It's going to be different. So as a coach, what what do you look at to say, you know what? Yeah, that that was successful.
3: Yes, we're better. How do you measure it? Is it just wins and losses? It can't be that, right? Um, for me, it's not. Maybe I'll get in trouble for saying it. Yeah, you want to win and you want to be successful, and you want to have the opportunity to win championships. But the relationships with your players and the relationship with people that you're around means more than winning or losing games. And, uh, you know, what I try to do at BYU is I, I try to coach and win as many games as I can, but I also want my players to learn life and decisions they have to make and how they have to deal with it. And athletics makes it great because you do have your ups and your downs, in a life you have it too and if you can't handle that then you can get yourself maybe in a lot of trouble and not be able to get out of that and um I hope my players when they walk out of BYU say it was just not basketball it was a lot of things that i learned from the coaches and from people that I associated with and and these friendships will last forever you know I mean uh when my mother passed away this November, I had so many uh, alumni and so many players that I've coached just contact me and say, hey, your mom was wonderful and, you know, she was a great fan and mm. and we're going to miss her. And that, that meant a lot to me because they saw the other side of it, not just the basketball part.
0: Absolutely. And that goes back to uh – Another reason that this uh, this is a great week. Um, how do you use what you encounter with, with stuff like that when you get letters and recognition and use it as a motivating tool for your team?
3: Well, I try to tell them that, you know, you're going to remember what you're doing here for the rest of your life, and you're going to have great memories of of what you accomplished and what you have tried, tried to accomplish, and um, those relationships never go away. And, um, you know, I've been very lucky. I've been very blessed. I've had a very successful program here at BYU. I've had the help that I need. I've had the players that can make this program excel. And I've had great coaches that have that have sacrificed and give a lot of their time to make this program what it needs to be. And um, it's just nice to see people see that. It's nice to see when your players graduate and to move on with their own life, they see that there's a small bit of their life they can remember that we really try to do things the right way.
1: Since conference play started, you guys have really um, kind of kicked it up another notch. You've been playing really good basketball. You're 7-3. and three. In terms of your expectations for this team, have you met expectations to this point? Have you exceeded those? Where does that stand?
3: Well, you know, you always look back and say, if we'd have done this and there's no question I'd, I would have wanted to have gotten that San Diego game different, and then Pacific was tough. They, they really came out and played a great game, and we didn't play like like we should. We kind of got on our heels. This is a big week for us if we can take care of business here at home and put us in a really good position. and then who knows, who knows what's going to happen you know with the conference, you, you don't know, but in the tournament, we know we know in this league that we have to win the tournament to go to the NCAA unless you have an unbelievable RPI. And that's the reason we schedule so hard, is to hope that we can have that, excuse me, so we can have that. But um, we're playing good basketball right now. And I think if we can continue to do that, then we'll have success and the things will work out for us. And you hear this all the time, and it's, it's not, it's the truth. That's why you hear it, is it's not about winning list, but how your team's performing and how you're playing. And if you're getting better and you're improving, and I think a lot of you've seen it with, with a couple of players, you've seen Sarah get better, you've seen Brenna get better, um, you see Chalet has, has been was struggling there for a while. Now the last couple of weeks she seemed to play a lot better. You see Paisley getting better. You even see my best player getting better. You know, doing you know Cassie is is playing way better now than she was earlier. And uh, I think it's starting to come come as a team, and we just have to keep building on, on it and, and doing that. BYU women's basketball has not
0: lost a home conference game in coming up on almost three full seasons. Now I know that will be tested this That's week fine. with LMU and Gonzaga. Um, what has the home court meant to you? Because from my perspective, uh, obviously you're more comfortable there, but I, I feel like there are more fans showing up and. Um, that uh, the support is it's growing. Well, yeah,
3: you can tell when you go look at the courtside seats that we have. When I first got here, there was five, and then there was ten. And now there's twenty. Now there's thirty. Now there's forty, and more people are coming. We're getting more. We're getting a lot of fans that are become fans. They just don't come to the big game. They come to all the games and and support us. And um, you know. We we right now we're second in the league in attendance. Gonzaga's is first, and we're second. And I, I hope we can keep building on that because that'll give us even more of a home court advantage. As the more people that come to our game, we have, you know, we have we've had a lot of good marketing things going with this. The marketing people here at BYU have really tried to put a good package together. Like we're having Cougar Tail, and we're having a Sports Day on Saturday, and. We invited the wards, and I mean, all these things are so <laughs> Let's go. starting to come. In fact, my, my wards coming Saturday. They come every year to a game. Over 200 people in my ward come. Uh, it's just exciting, and, and uh, we we'll hope we can just keep it up.
0: All right, Coach, hopefully uh, Super Bowl Sunday is extra sweet for you yes. following a win uh, against first-place Gonzaga. Uh,
3: that'll be a really good day. If we, can, <laughs> if we win Saturday, then Super Bowl will be a lot better for me. Doesn't matter who wins the Super Bowl, right, at ever. that point? Do you
1: have big plans for the Super Bowl Sunday, by the way?
3: Uh, my family comes over every Sunday, and we have dinner, and so we'll do that. And then the the boys will probably go down and watch the game downstairs and and – uh, the, the girls will probably watch the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, it's, it's you know, in basketball, you can't enjoy it like you used to. You know, if you were a normal fan, you you've got so much going on with basketball. You have to kind of concentrate on that.
0: Certainly, you know what's going to happen now. You're going to be watching all of the kids. I know. I yeah, my, my my daughters
3: watch this show, and they're probably going, "Grandpa, yeah. want you
1: to go downstairs?" I'm trying to watch the game.
0: Oh, Juddy. thanks, yeah, it's, guys. It's great to have you. Let's give you some karma for the week, man. All right, karma, we need it. Hey, okay, let's yeah, go. Let's get, let's get the karma. couple of home games coming up for Bowie wins Basketball. <laughs> it's a big one. If BYU men's basketball has improved the season, how will that manifest itself in March? That is our Twitter question
1: today. At Melocopter, better guard play, Jashir's perimeter defense, overall defensive aggression and scheme, more consistent shooting, the value they value possession. Yes. Coming up, another BYU team gets a national ranking. Find out who in the. And will tonight be the final game for Kyle Collins within a
0: Mavericks uniform? We'll talk to the radio voice of the Mavs, Chuck Cooperstein.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: My name is Spencer Linton. I am sitting next to the one and only Jason Shepard. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily
1: rebroadcast, including tonight, airs on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Men's basketball faces LMU tomorrow night in Los Angeles, 11 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I'll have pregame starting at 10 Eastern. The game can be seen on AT&T Sportsnet
0: a question today if BYU basketball has improved this season how will it manifest itself in March I wonder how many times we've said the word manifest I'm pretty sure the counter is like 38 that <laughs> laser sheet the shots they are taking are going to be a dead giveaway if you are getting the high percentage shots you want it shows that you are patient and following the game plan see St Mary's film for a near perfect example okay shot selection Value possession, play good defense. If you do that, as Heath Schroer told us, you win and games That's a recipe March. for success You're right there. games in March. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Chuck Cooperstein, the radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. Chuck, what did you know about Kyle Collinsworth before he showed up in the Mavericks organization?
4: No, I knew he was a really good college player, and I knew he was an incredibly productive college player. You know, we, we you know we knew about the triple doubles, and uh, you know, pretty much you know dominant play, player of the year in the West Coast Conference. Um, you know, but always the question was, can he shoot? And and in the NBA today, shooting is an absolute must. Now, in his time with the Mavericks, uh, when he has shot, which hasn't been often. He's actually shot the ball pretty well, but I think hes he doesn't appear to be as confident in his shot as I think you, you really need to be in order to have long-term success in the NBA. He, he can definitely do it, but it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm on a 10-day. Yeah, I need to play, and I need to play hard and try to play right, uh, but there's at times even a little bit too much deference to where he's had a chance to shoot, and then, like a lot of times, his back will be to the basket, and then he's not even looking to shoot.
1: What impressions has he made with guys that are the decision makers with the Dallas Mavericks?
4: Well, uh, I, I think he's made a pretty good impression overall. I mean, the fact that uh, you know he he plays really, really hard, which is, which fits into the culture of the team, uh, that he he can guard twos and threes, ones, twos and threes which in the NBA, you've got to be able to guard multiple positions. Uh, he's been able to do that. Uh, he's been part of a second unit that uh, has been pro- the best part of the Mavericks team this year in, in what has been a, a very difficult year. Uh, but uh, when that second unit has been on the floor, it's been a, a really productive unit. And with uh, the Mavericks having had some injuries to that unit of late, uh, to J.J. Barea and Devin Harris, uh, he, he's come in and he's played well. Uh, you know, seven rebounds against Houston, seven points against Denver and about, uh, you know, 15 minutes of play. And it's, that's pretty good stuff. And, uh, you know, he, he's certainly a lot more comfortable than he was uh, when he was with the Mavericks in training camp last year. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Mavericks, uh, you know, pull the, you know, pull the trigger on a, on a contract for the rest of the season. They do have a roster spot available. And, you know, they're not really going anywhere right now. You do have the trade deadline coming up on Thursday uh, a week from Thursday, uh, eight days away. And, uh, you know, it may be one of those deals where they, they don't do anything right now, but kind of tell them to hang in there and wait until after the eighth. And then, uh, you know, if nothing happens, then we'll resign you for the rest of the year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Chuck, in your opinion, should Kyle Collinsworth be staying with the Dallas Mavericks for the rest of the NBA season, given the course of the difficult uh, run that they've had, and the open roster spot.
4: Well, not knowing what else is out there, I can't answer that question. Uh, and not knowing, you know, the uh, internal conversations that uh, that Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban are having right now about that, uh, it's impossible to answer that question. But I mean, in a vacuum, given how he's played, uh, he's certainly looks to be the part of, a, of an NBA reserve and uh, and probably deserves a chance.
1: Kyle has been outspoken about being a Dallas Mavericks fan growing up and the fact that Dirk Nowitzki was his favorite player. Now he's on his favorite team, playing with his favorite player. I don't know how much you've been able to witness how he interacts with his teammates, but what's been the dynamic in that locker room with Kyle and those other guys? Uh
4: it's been great you know and, and Dirk's the leader of that you know Dirk makes everybody feel welcome uh, it's it's his most in, endearing trait of many many endearing traits that he has uh but uh, he, it, he he doesn't look out of place he he's you know he's no different than than Dennis Smith and Maxi Kleba he still has to get the uh uh you know the the uh teenage girl backpack that they have to wear uh, <laughs> around the team, is, you know, all, as, as all the rookies do. And, I mean, he's, he's fit in really well.
0: Follow him on Twitter at CoopMavs. Chuck Cooperstein, the radio voice of the Dallas Mavericks, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Chuck, what has been the most impressive part about Kyle's game, if you had to pick one thing from his specific skill set?
4: Uh, I, I think it's his ability to guard people. And stay in front of people. And the Mavericks have had some difficulties with this of late, but but he's got real good size, and he moves his feet, and he doesn't get caught up in a lot of the traffic that can take place with a lot of NBA actions. So I think he's been very good in that regard. He's a scrapper. I mean, he'll, he'll, he's able to get you know a lot of long rebounds, which in the NBA game, with all the three-point shooting, is an absolute must. Um, so, I mean, I would say it's you know it's his defense and his willingness to scrap uh, that is his best trait right now. As I said, his his offense, his shooting, and his shot definitely looks better uh, than it did even in training camp last year. There's no question that he's really worked hard on that, and uh, it's reflected itself. He's nine of thirteen from the floor in the games that he's uh, played. He's two of two from three, and and that's good. The, the free throw shooting not so great, but. Uh, I mean, you can tell he's a worker, and you can tell he wants it. And, you know, there are a lot of people who have been able to to do a lot of things in the NBA simply by that. You know, you you always can control your effort, and I don't think you ever have to doubt Kyle Collinsworth's effort when he's on the floor.
0: Fantastic stuff, Chuck. We really appreciate the time. Uh, We know you're in Phoenix. Have a great call as the Mavericks take on the Suns tonight. We'll talk to you again soon.
4: Hey, thanks for having me. Take care.
0: Chuck Cooperstein on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: It's awesome to be able to hear about how he, speaking of Kyle Collinsworth, is being accepted in the locker room. And quite frankly, he's performing when he's given the minutes. The fact that the Mavericks are not a playoff
0: team and are essentially tanking is a good thing for Kyle for them.
1: It betters his chances of staying with yeah, the I hope Yeah, I hope he gets time for the rest of the year. Coming up, a national ranking in JT for three or more. Oh, That's coming up in the whip. snap! Plus, how are
0: you judging success for this BYU basketball team in March? More of your tweets.
1: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com
0: for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, a trifecta, including associate head coach for BYU basketball Heath Schroyer. Jeff Judkins, the BOA women's basketball coach, and Chuck Cooperstein, the voice of the Dallas Mavericks. Huge show. Download the podcast if
1: you missed any of it. Coming up the rest of this week, new safeties coach Preston Hadley on the show. We've got Steve Cleveland as well as Corbin Cafusi. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's basketball. Hoops prepares to take on LMU tomorrow night in Los Angeles. The Cougars and Lions tip off at 11 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio and AT&T Sportsnet radio pregame beginning at 10 Eastern. Cougars in the NFL.
0: Super Bowl week festivities continue as Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots prepare for a showdown with the Philadelphia Eagles. KVN spoke to the press about his appreciation for the Patriots. Uh, yeah and his fresh start in New England after he left Detroit, telling the media
1: the move to the Pats renewed his love for football. Golf. BYU golf shot an impressive 13-under on the final day while finishing fifth at the Arizona Intercollegiate with an overall score of plus 31. The Cougars were led by Kelton Hirsch, who shot a plus 7. Softball. Where my ladies at? Ranked 19th
0: in the preseason NFCA coaches poll. That's where they are. The Cougars ended last season ranked 21st with
1: a 46-13 record. No other West Coast Conference team is ranked. Cougars overseas. How about this? JT for three. Jonathan Tavernari had more than three points. In fact, he had eight points (laughs) and four rebounds in a win for his team in Italy. Wow. You do really, really, really nice math. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Last time I checked, eight was more than three. <laughs> Today's Rise and
1: Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? How about Kyle Collinsworth? Making everybody proud in the National Basketball Association. How
0: about that? He has worked really hard, and in the words of the radio uh, play-by-play voice of the Dallas Mavericks, Chuck scene, he has really improved his offensive shot. And his best skill is his ability to defend and stay in front of the ball. Yeah.
1: Wow. Certainly hoping tonight's game against the Suns is not his last with the Mavericks. Hoping they sign him for the rest of the year. That's, uh, that's what we're hoping for.
0: If BYU basketball has improved this season, how will it manifest itself in March? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
3: It's Twitter time.
0: All right. Here we go. At Drake Pintail says one game at a time. Zags on Saturday could be a challenge. How about Zags on Saturday will
1: be a challenge? Yeah, and uh, if it's one game at a time, why are we mentioning Gonzaga? (laughs) (laughs) One game at a time. Gonzaga's really good. One game
0: at a time. We don't play anything on Thursday. At BYU to the Swamp. Improvement only matters if it shows up in the win column. An improvement would be getting to the WCC championship game and giving yourself a chance to win that
1: game. Look, like I said, there's some people that it's going to be strictly wins and losses. And last last time we checked, though, BYU was two wins ahead of the pace.
0: So there is that. So there is that. Marked
1: improvement yes. right
0: now. Our elite tweet of the day from <sighs> Matt Grizzfather. Sarcastic response. Not getting blown out in the first round of the NIT at home. Yes. Real and only true blue goggle alert response. Winning the Gonzaga Invitational and making the
1: big dance, baby. Wink, wink. Hashtag Goku's. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. As always, the show on demand at BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jason. I am Spencer. Shout out to the great Jim Yusevich. BYU Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Hashtag beat LMU. That's for you, Heath.